hello, and welcome back to the Travels with Dante podcast. We are traveling along through the Inferno. Dante and Virgil have just escaped from the clutches of Evil Claws' gang, and they've made it down into the next of the Malibulge. Uh, we're over halfway through after getting out of the grafters, and we're now with the hypocrites. Yeah, so we're in Canto 23 right now, and after, like, they see below them the procession, the procession of, like he says, comparing it to Friars Minor, uh, the Franciscans, like, walking in slow procession. So, and this is part of, like, the nature of hypocrisy, like, you're going to see here. I actually think this is one of the most, like, powerful images of what the sin actually is, like, the sin of hypocrisy. And like what it is and why it is like so bad and so evil, why it does so much damage. Even you, you hear it very often people like leave the church or not believe in religiosity because of like the hypocrisy of people. Right. Um, so you have like, first of all, Virgil and Dante. Virgil actually like holds Dante to his chest and like slides down at one point, like down into this uh, Malibulge. And then, as fell my master down that bordering stone, bearing me on his chest as he slid down, not as his fellow or friend, but as his son. Like, another one of these moments of Virgil, like, really guiding and, like, really taking care of Dante. And then they see all of these, this, like, procession. They get actually right there. And he calls them the painted populace, moving incredibly slowly. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, like, like, for someone to move very slowly requires a lot of intentionality. And again, it looks like a very pious religious procession. This, yeah, like, they're in gold. They're, they're wearing these robes that remind him of the monks of Cluny. Yeah, which the monks of Cluny, which originally the abbey in Cluny was known as like a place of reform. And for a long time, it was a, yeah, like a place of like reform of all the monasteries. But then it became so wealthy that over time, it actually became known for the easy life. So when he says, like, when he refers it to the monks of Cluny, he's actually making a specific thing. And it says they're, like, covered in gold, but then on the inside, it's heavy lead. So heavy, the lead cloaks Frederick made felons wear were light as straw. So on the outside, it's bright gold, and they look extremely pious and religious. And then what you find out is actually on the inside is it's lead covering all of them, and it's so heavy, they can only move slowly. But they're forced to, like, walk. And so, like, the person who does, like, religious things and, like, looks extremely pious on the outside, but the inside is a different reality. It doesn't line up. Yeah, and it's interesting, like, the way that it, it weighs down on, on the sinner because, like, that's the nature of hypocrisy as well. Like, it actually, like, ensnares the people who, by telling these lies and being, like, hypocritical, it, it actually, like, traps you within that false identity as well. It is a trap. And the thing about it is, is like you come to go against the truth because you don't want the truth to actually be revealed, mm-hmm. right? That you don't want, like, that's part of this as well is like revelation actually means to unveil, right? And so here, like their punishment is like, they don't want their hearts to be revealed because their hearts are actually far away from God. They would much rather the appearance of piety, of religiosity, but they don't want their heart actually to be revealed and so they get what they want in the sense of this like heavy cloak that covers them over but that heavy cloak is actually a weight and i think any of us that have any time have like lived a double life actually like feel the weight of that it's actually exhausting to pretend to like switch between one identity and the next is definitely something that like weighs down on you it's a weight 
Yeah. And the resolution of this is actually you're going to see far along in Dante's journey is like asking for mercy and like going to prayer, genuinely seeking. Or you go to like church, like as one who is in need. So like one who brings one's heart and one's need like to that and like genuinely like praise God and to genuinely seek help. And that is a good thing. But for it to be like about like pride or like appearing pious to others like what it actually like doesn't work. It, it creates a weight. And not only that, but it causes you to actually like hate the truth because you don't want the truth to be unveiled. You don't want it to be revealed. And so it becomes a like heavy cloak and a heavy burden. And you see all of them here together processing. Haste of will seen in their faces for their burdens made them slow. And how different this image of like these old decrepit like men going around in the circle with these heavy cloaks all concealed versus like what we see the very first image we'll see in Purgatorio is like the the new soul coming up the slope like singing for joy and running up to heaven yeah yeah like running with joy and like being free right but here like in hypocrisy really is unfreedom and I think of like people I knew that like whose like double lives were revealed of maybe like infidelity or whatever and the like constant like keeping things under wraps and like pretending was exhausting like it's it's exhausting like juggling all of these things and so like they're they're exhausted and so like these two actually like and this other funny thing is like they're sad and weeping and the two that he talks to is like hey is there anybody here that like we can speak to and the oh, yeah. two friars um who are from uh who are bolognese catalano and lotteringo he says we were jolly friars right so franciscans who were supposed to be poor and then supposed to be jolly and here they are in a place of, like, great sorrow. Covered in gold. And Dante's about to actually, like, say mean things to them, basically, to, like, condemn them. But he stops and he sees, as they're processing, there's someone on the ground spread out and crucified and, like, crying. And that everyone will actually walk over this person. And you actually find out that it's the high priest Caiaphas. And the high priest Caiaphas, who, uh, in the story of, like, the Passion of Jesus is the one who said, like, very casual, like, he, he was the one, like, advising the Jewish people, and it says, like, it is, and it's a time of, like, tension with Rome, and they're afraid that Jesus is stirring up too much trouble. So he says, like, it is better for, like, one man to perish rather than a nation. But he never explicitly says, like, you should kill Jesus. Like, he leaves it vague so that they can do it, but, like, either way, like, his hands are kind of, like, clean of it, right? And then, actually, like, there's a part in Matthew's Gospel where it says the people say, like, um, may, like, his blood be on us and our children, right? Like, we will accept the consequences of it. And so, like, the, like, it is better for one man to die than for the whole nation is an ironic thing if he's saying it to, like, protect the Jewish people. But in reality, it's true in the sense of, like, Jesus who willingly gives of his life to save all people. So he's actually here crucified on the ground, and everyone is going to, like, walk over him. So that he feels the weight of all hypocrisy for all of eternity. Yeah, Absolutely, and especially as, like, the one who was meant to be the, like, high priest. So it's actually Virgil is horrified, but then begins to, like, almost to distract himself, he asks a question of, like, hey, we heard that there's a way through. Is that true? And, like, actually finds out that there isn't one this way and that the, like, way forward is broken at this point. Like, the bridge over is broken and that actually evil claws lied to him. And he's like, oh, we've been deceived um, there is a way they're going to have to like climb up the ruins, but they were actually like deceived. And the friar says, and it's, it's again, like 
it's it's a hypocritical, sarcastic line. Like he's he's saying something that's theologically true, but saying in the most dirtbaggy way possible. He's like, you know, when I studied theology, I heard that the devil was the father of lies and that maybe demons lie. And so he's like, you know, like maybe you shouldn't be surprised that like he lied to you. Uh, but he's saying it actually like, again, like being like part of the like hypocritical thing. He's not saying this in like a helpful way. He's actually right. doing it to like throw shade on Virgil. Just to make fun of him, yeah. yeah. And one of the things about like Virgil is actually like Dante respects the fact that Virgil has been deceived because he's so good. He that, doesn't even expect that he would be lied to. Yeah, absolutely. And that's part of it too is again like one of the effects of fraud is it causes you not to believe anybody of anything. Meaning like there can be no intimacy or no real relationship if you right. trust no one. So it's very clear why Virgil doesn't belong there and why they belong there. And now they're going to have to like climb over and make this like journey to the seventh Malibulge. Great. So we'll talk about the seventh Malibulge next time on the Travels with Dante podcast. See you then. Great.